Jimmy Himes, and he joins us now. Uh, Jimmy, we appreciate the time, and there's a there are a lot of talking points, it seems like, heading into this week. Well, there are, and uh, we visited with uh, about six or seven coaches so far. It's interesting, Will Wade, the LSU basketball coach, spoke to the media. It's the first time he has talked since May the 7th. Nobody's been able to get him, and he talked about the mistakes that he made. He regretted hiring an attorney, getting involved. He said the attorney slowed down the process. Uh, it's about 37 or 38 days between the time that LSU requested a meeting and actually got one with him. But he, he also uh, would not deny that he made a bad rear-end offer to somebody. Uh, but he also said that the most recent reports that he had offered $300,000 to Nas Reeve were untrue. But other than that, he didn't deny anything else. It was really interesting to hear him kind of tap dance around some of the stuff. We just visited with Nick Saban. And uh, he talked about the transfer portal. He indicated that one of his concerns is that it's not a good thing to make it easier for the players to transfer. What he was alluding to, I think, is that the NCAA has been granting so many waivers that uh, it makes it easier for players to say, I'm ready to move on. He also said this about his quarterback, Tua Tungvaloa. He said he needs to get back, and then he kind of hesitated. He said, look, he got hurt toward the end of the year. He didn't play as well. And so he needs to come back and perform like he has something to prove. And he said that goes for the rest of our players as well. Now, I did have a chance right before he walked in to get an exclusive with Saban, and I asked him if he was uh, recruiting anybody off the Game of Thrones like I had read. And he said, yes. Is there a guy named Thor? Anyway, he said, yes, he was recruiting somebody off the Game of Thrones. So uh, he had made some comment about that recently. Apparently he's a fan of that show. Huh, interesting. I don't know who Thor is, yes. though. <laughs> you might have the name wrong yeah. there, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, hey, Jimmy, you know, we put it up on all of our social media pages uh, for fans' interaction, saying, you know, what would you like to see get accomplished at SEC's spring meetings? And alcohol at sporting venues always comes up no matter what time of year you ask. Is that on the agenda? Do you think the SEC we'll start legislating that and opening schools up to uh, sell beer, wine, or whatever. It's on the agenda. Now, the most recent thing the SEC did in regard to that was they allowed alcohol sales at premium seating areas. Obviously, the skyboxes, but also club seating. Uh, now there's a thought that they might expand that to the entire stadium. Saban did make a comment that he said whether we like it or not. He said we are in the entertainment business, and we have to do whatever we can to get fans to come. Now, he wasn't speaking about alcohol sales when he said that, but that has been brought up. It'll be brought up today. We will ask the commissioner, Greg, thank you about that. He will meet with the media this evening at about uh, 6 o'clock central time, and then um, we will also have an opportunity to visit with the commissioner tomorrow night and then on Friday. Uh, he, he is not available on Thursdays, but that is going to be a topic that they discuss, uh, selling alcohol. A lot of people think it's going to pass because uh, it is um, another revenue stream for schools. Uh, we did talk to some people yesterday as I came over to the Sandestin Hilton just to hang around to see if there were people that I might be able to visit with a little bit. I did run, run into a couple of them who did say that they, they felt like there was a pretty good chance that the alcohol deal will pass. Now, it's been on the, an item on the agenda for at least five years in a row. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have gradually, as I mentioned, gone to the uh, in the premium seat area, but now it looks like they'll do it the entire time. And then the question is, when do you stop serving? Is it the third quarter? Is, uh, you know, when, when do you do that? How do you do that? So that was brought up. Uh, I do want to mention Tom Crane just walked by the Georgia coach. He, he said something, basketball coach, said two things I thought were very interesting. 
One is he said that basketball coaches are going – he has talked to junior college coaches because they recruit year-round and they're always looking on the waiver wire and always seeing who got cut and who's transferring and all that. He said that's what Division One coaches are going to have to do in coaching. Coach year-round and look for players that might be available somewhere. The other thing he said is this. When you are doing it that way, you're more likely to have difficulty building chemistry. He said one of the things you want to do when you recruit is to make sure that the player unpacks literally and figuratively. Because if he comes to your school and all he's thinking about is the NBA and how to get there fast, and that's all he cares about, you're going to have difficulty building chemistry within your team, uh, which may help explain why Rick Barnes did such a great job of building chemistry with his basketball team the last two years. But I thought that was an interesting point from Tom Cream about – he also said this about coaching uh, in the SEC. Somebody asked him, what did you learn? He said, I learned you can't out-coach or out-scheme people. He said, there are too many good coaches in this league. He said, usually your team will have an advantage because it's a better defensive team, a better rebounding team, a better shooting team. He said, all these teams in this league can play. He said, now the one team that separated itself a little bit in shooting was Auburn. He said, that's one reason they made the Final Four. Uh, But I thought some of his comments were interesting today. We're talking to Jimmy Himes covering the SEC spring meetings. And, uh, Jimmy, with with continued attention on uh, the idea of alcohol sales at SEC stadiums or SEC events, do you know what the thought is uh, from Tennessee's perspective, if it were to pass and be opened up, what that might mean in Knoxville in the upcoming years? Well, I don't. Uh, I will try to get with Philip Fulmer. We have not had a chance to visit with him. I don't know Tennessee's thinking on that. I did see the faculty rep, Don Bruce, here. I saw him yesterday. Uh, but um, I didn't discuss that with him, what it might look like for Neyland Stadium, Thompson Bowling, what it looked like in Knoxville. Uh, but um, I'll go back to this. If you can increase your revenue stream, I'm sure they will they will do that. Yeah. But I, I would look forward to visiting with Coach Fulmer and, and try to get his take because he should be able to speak for all sports on that topic. Sure. Jimmy, let me ask you this, too, because what I think is the most pressing uh, topic for all of colleges is is somehow compensating athletes and figuring out the proper mm-hmm. way to do that. Uh, what's kind of the buzz down there at spring meetings? Is there any sort of talk about paying uh, different sports, playing different players for their name, image, likeness? Because that seems like the easiest way at this point. Several coaches that have already spoken, including Will Muschamp, have said that they favor doing that, that they favor having some type of compensation. The thing is, nobody has a real good answer about how do you do it. Do you put a cap on it? Do you allow somebody to pay for somebody signing an autograph of a helmet? Can he get $100,000? Or can you limit it? What do you do? If you And then do you expand it to other sports? Uh, so I, I, uh, I think the issue, I think a lot of people will say, yeah, I'm in favor of it, and, and then give me your plan. Well, I don't know. And then, the, then a question was asked of several coaches, what if the quarterback's getting $20,000 and the offensive lineman zero? Are you, are you inviting discontent, dissension among your team? And somebody said, well, you give different amounts of money for your assistant coaches. Okay. Well, your assistant coaches kind of know going in what they're getting. And they're also a little bit older, and they kind of understand the profession. Uh, and they, and they, should, they should be, not always, they should be more mature about understanding the different levels of pay offensive coordinator versus a running backs coach. But with players, are they going to feel that way? Hey, I'm blocking for you, and you're making all this money, and I'm not. What are you going to do about that? So I, I think, look, I'm not opposed to necessarily a paying players if you can give me a plan that I think can work. I haven't seen one yet. 
Um, and uh, one guy that I talked to said what they ought to do is have a licensing agreement to where if they sell X amount of jerseys with this guy's number on it, then when he graduates, he gets X percentage money that is put aside in the trust fund for him that when he graduates. That way you're not you're not violating any NCAA rules. But definitely the topic will come up. I know the commissioner, Greg Sankey, has been opposed to that because he thinks you're opening a can of worms. Uh, but I have, and many other people have changed their minds about a variety of things through the years. Would he have a different thought to that? Uh, as you guys know, the NCAA has assigned a committee to go and study that and see what they could reasonably do to help. Uh, and then, of course, one of the issues is if you pay for football and men's basketball, what are you going to do about women's basketball? What are you going to do about Olympic sports? Uh, that's an issue, too, because uh, and there are actually some baseball programs that make money. So do the ones that make money, they get to pay, but then the ones that don't, don't. That doesn't make any sense. So it's, um, I, I think it's, it sounds good to say pay them. The issue is finding a plan that is workable. And as uh, Dabo Sweeney, the Clemson coach, said, okay, then they have to start paying taxes, which is true. And they got to file for taxes. they got to do all this other kind of stuff. So it's, it's an interesting situation. It's already been answered some coaches. Mainly they have said, yeah, I'm in favor of it, but I don't know a good plan. Uh, and, and we'll find out a little bit more when we ask Greg Sankey what his thoughts are later today. Jim, anything else you want to add here? As I know you're going to be very busy today and the rest of the week in covering what's going on at the SEC spring meetings. Well, we're supposed to get uh, uh, Coach Barnes here in about 15 minutes. Uh, we've, uh, we've talked to Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart had an interesting thing. Oh, Nick Saban had a uh, – I want to uh, touch on this. Kirby Smart was asked about the scheduling, and he says, we are going to play a tough schedule, not in anticipation of an 18 playoff, but we think if we recruit the right way, we're always going to be in that discussion of being a college football playoff team, and we think we're going to get the benefit of the doubt from the committee. Nick Saban said that one reason he started playing a lot of these neutral site games was to build the program. And he said now that it's built, we're looking at going at more home and home. He said we don't want to have our fans to have to pay to travel to a neutral site uh, for a season opener in, like, Dallas, for example. And then they're in the SEC championship game. And then they're in a college football playoff game and maybe two. He said that's a lot of money we're asking our fans to pay. So they're looking at going to more home and home and paying, and playing less neutral site games in the future. And their future schedule includes some things like Oklahoma and, and Notre Dame down the road. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how they go about their scheduling in the future at Alabama. There will be more news coming out. Jimmy Himes will have you covered all week long here on the Sports Animal with the SEC Spring Meetings. Jimmy, thanks so much for taking some time. We appreciate it. Look forward to more of your coverage. Okay, thanks, guys.